Inside the Triangle, the Decker Truck Line Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Inside the Triangle. I am your host, Darren Ladley, and today we have a guest with us. Uh, I believe he was even nominated for Driver of the Year, I think, in 2020, I believe. Uh, Chad Hazelton. Well, and you just recently won already for this year, I believe. Uh, January. January. Okay. So, congratulations. Thank you. So, 1,000 scorecard points. How hard is it? Uh, it's not very hard. You just get out there and do what you're supposed to. Follow your fuel stops. Make on-time deliveries. Make sure your truck and trailer will pass inspections. It's pretty simple, really. Okay. It's not rocket science, right? No, it's not. So, you have been with us for 10 years now. That's correct. Have you always been with the West Division? Yes. Okay. So when you started here, what brought you to Decker Truck Line? Who were you with before you came here? Um, I was actually working for a local company, uh, and I decided to go back over the road. And I got the magazine out of a truck stop, and I seen the trucks. <laughs> back then, it was probably long noses, and it was like, ooh, la, la, I want to yeah. drive with a long nose. Yes, exactly. Okay. And I started out in a, a yellow 386 Pete, loved it, and still driving the Peterbilts. So when you were doing local work, I mean, was it local office work? Was it local trucking work? What kind of local work were you doing? Uh, I was a local ice delivery guy. Like uh, Schwann's or, or, I mean, like cubes of ice, the old-fashioned carrying cubes? Uh, some were 10-pound block and 10-pound and 20-pound bags. Okay, so you got a lot more exercise than you're getting now. Yes. Okay. But it, it was a deserving job, though, because during the summer, it was 120 degrees out there in Arizona, so it, <laughs> it was kind of a cool job. So you were in Arizona? You lived in Arizona when you started with us? Yes, Lake Havasu, Arizona. Okay. All right. College hotspot, I take it, were you... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. No comment necessary. I see by the smile on his face. <laughs> okay. All right. So then you, so how long were you with us before I see now you live in Ava, Missouri? Yep. And that is like in the middle of freaking nowhere. I looked it up on the map. I mean, you're outside of Springfield. I mean, what population of 2,900, I think? Yep, that's correct. So how did you go from College Town Lake Havasu retreat to uh, Ava, Missouri? Well, I originally grew up down there. What Went to high school there? Yes, high school, middle school and high school. Okay. Yes. Any sports in high school? Uh, no. No? Okay. Beer chugging. A little beer. Well, we all did that. Okay, a little beer chugging. A little, um, what, any activities outside of, of high school at all? Uh, no, no. No? Okay. You're just that quiet, uh, staying in the corner kind of guy. I'm just here because I got to be here and let's get through this. That's right. Okay. Yep. So what'd you do after high school? Uh, I went to a trade school in Arizona, uh, to be a mechanic and didn't, didn't really care for that. Uh, and ended up going to truck driving school. Um, it was my second choice. My first was to be a state trooper in Missouri and literally like three days I got the call to go to the driving school before taking the test to be a state trooper. So it wasn't the Swift Academy of truck driving. Is that where you went? I mean, that is Arizona. I mean, that's pretty much Arizona is Swift. Well, I was actually in Missouri then. Okay. Actually, it was a, a company out of St. Louis, Missouri. Okay. Uh, they Their doors were closed. I'm not really sure why, just couple of weeks after i graduated okay well you took him right to the ground way to go chad way yeah, to go yeah so you came on with decker been on the reefer side west division pretty much uh, dedicated um pepperidge farms now uh when you first started here what do you, what were you doing when you first started 
Uh, just over the road. What kind of areas were you running? Uh, a lot of California, Northwest, Midwest. Um, I'd run a little bit uh, south, east, and once in a while out east. So you said you were in a yellow 386. So that would have been, oh, would, well, 380. Was that still automatics or no? We hadn't been automatic. Hey, 2001, because we didn't go to automatics till about 16 or 17, I think it was, is when we went to there. So you were back in the old 13 speed with the 70 inch bunks. So yeah. how did today's trucks that you ran in 2011, how do they compare to what we have now? Um, the automatics are nice. Uh, I am in a 13 speed now. Oh um, yes, no, I'm just <laughs> old school. <laughs> the older ones had the refrigerators, but now they got the microwaves, the flat screen TVs already in them, the APUs, which is nice, keeps the batteries charged, AC when you're stopped, keeps the batteries charged for the heater in the winter time, and the satellite TV. So the satellite TV, I've I've used that. I actually, when I went to Florida a couple of years ago, my wife was actually able to use it while I was driving down the road. Now the picture skipped a little bit here and there, but do you are you a football watcher is that or what do you do with the when you're watching epic view what do you mainly watch uh i'm gonna be honest i really don't have time for it a whole lot you don't i'm i'm too dedicated to my work if if i watch too much i'm gonna oversleep and be late so so when your 10 hours is here you're it's i'm napping right yeah yeah okay close okay and then after my 10 hour break i like to get up and check things out and hit the road again so pre-trip inspections in the winter time, how do you deal with your pre-trip inspections? Well, bundled up. It's just it's even more important to do it during the winter time than the warmer months. I mean, it's always important, but there's going to be a lot of people who will slack off a little bit because it is cold, ice on the ground, snow, things are covered, and even nuts and bolts on the equipment are going to be covered with salt road film and you're not going to notice things so it's even more important during the winter months to be more vigilant in doing it well i know you said you had a mechanics background so you went to mechanic school or is it just you picked it up as you growing up I, i just picked it up as i was growing up okay so has that helped you a lot in transition into this industry um well the stuff that i messed with probably not a lot of it i learned throughout my years of driving the simple basic things yes but learning about brake adjustments and stuff like that you don't have to worry about that on passenger car and pickup so i did see pictures in fact you were just downstairs showing them off to andrea of your shop down there so what do you build in this big i mean he's got a beautiful shop i'm very envious um so what do you build in the shop um some beer statues Okay, beer statues. What are beer statues? Well, you know, when you take the empty cans and you build these little castles out of them. We used to call that just a beer stack, you know, and then yes, okay. So is that just your beer hangout is what it is? Well, it's a little bit of everything hangout. I cook a lot of food in there and just hang out. Um, I've got a 72 Suburban that I'm itching to get something done with it. I've had it for 10 years, but it, it takes money. So I make I make good money, but well, I was going to say you make really good money here. I mean, driver of the year. I think you got a little bit of a check, didn't you, Don? Didn't he write you a check? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, I I'm not sure, but I I, I that would go to rebuilding a '72 Suburban pretty good. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll help. Square body. Um, let me guess, probably uh, yellow. No, I'm just kidding. Most of them all, everybody wanted a yellow one. Um, Four fifty four. Uh, small block Chevrolet. Small block Chevrolet. Yep. So what? Why? 
What What's so enticing about this? Well, I bought it when I was living in Lake Havasu, Arizona, and it was paid for, and it was my only transportation. Uh, it's plain and simple, old school, not a whole bunch of electronics and stuff like that, and I kind of like that. And it treated me good. Um, I think it only broke down one time ignition switch. Okay. So what do you want to do to it? Well, I'd like to put a 12-valve Cummins in it. But why not a Duramax? Come on. You want to keep a Chevy, don't you? Um, not everybody wants a Cummins. Trust me. I know. I, yeah. I just bought, I got a project in my, I could show you the pictures. It's in my garage right now. It's a 2001 Ford 73. Uh, I, we, we just re we had to rebuild the motor, thought we had it done, still got some issues. So now I had to tear the whole top part of the motor off again last night. Um, got to replace all the fuel lines and a bunch of other stuff. And so that's my project. I just, it's simple. It's pre-emissions. It's uh, just something I want to do. And the 72 Chevy, I love the Suburban. Um, yeah, jack that baby up, put a, yeah, a diesel Cummins would be cool. Yeah. And it should get mid high 20 miles to the gallon. Okay. So, so what else do you do in your spare time? Um, do you have any spare time with this? I mean, you're how many miles? I forgot to look up how many miles you ran last year. Probably 130, 150. I believe it was a just a hair over 160. I believe, if I remember right. Okay, that is not a whole lot of time off then. No. So, how long can you keep this up? So, I mean, how old are you? Uh, I'll be 48 in May. Okay, so you're not a spring chicken anymore. No. Okay, so what's your long-term goals? Well, I'm either going to retire or expire working at Decker, <laughs> and hopefully it'll be the latter. Okay, but do you want to keep running? Do you think you can keep running this pace and everything for a long period of time? Yeah, I do. Hello, Katie From here. I am interrupting our fine talk with Chad to bring to you this week's trivia question. Now, Darren has been begging me to come up with a trivia question that has more to do with my interests since I never know the answers to his trivia question. So let's see if he knows the answer to my trivia question. Now this is a surprise to him. He doesn't know what the trivia question will be until he listens to this episode. So this week's question has to do with one of my favorite TV shows, Friends. Okay, and my favorite character on Friends is of course Phoebe. So this week's question is, what is the name of Phoebe's twin sister? Now, if you know the answer, you can email me at podcast at deckermail.com or you can call me at 2206. The first person who answers this question correctly will receive a gift card from Darren. So you said you had an interesting theory before we started this so elaborate on this interesting theory that you had to you guys out there who's thinking about jumping ship and uh going somewhere else for a few more pennies take take a minute and think about it because sometimes that fence is a mere reflection of the green grass you're already in and you hop to the other side and then a few pennies more they got to take that green out of the grass to give you them few pennies because they can't afford to do all of it so just think about it, and if you're happy and you're only leaving for just a few cents, sometimes happiness is more important than a few cents. So just think about it. I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, I, I, you get these guys, well, they're willing to pay me two cents a mile more or a penny a mile more. Okay, but 
not only the happiness, if you're happy doing what you're doing, I mean, eventually that penny's going to get there. It really is. Um, how many guys say I don't make any money, but then they don't qualify for the scorecard bonus. I mean, you look at how much bonus money you probably got last year. Um, that probably added up. I, I suppose uh, out of your bonuses money, I'm just going to take a guess, but I bet you you probably made four or $5,000 extra last year just in bonus money when you say at least that. Not including the driver of the year, but I mean just in your scorecard. Um, yeah, I, I would say it would def- definitely around 3000 probably. And just the cost of changing because – You've got the downtime of leaving. You've got the downtime of getting set up with the next company. You've got the downtime of uh, benefits loss because um, nobody starts you on your benefits right away. And some guys, I know they don't care about benefits, but some people need that health insurance, especially if they have family members. Well, it's 90 days before that even kicks in. So is there really a benefit to, to making that change? But I do like what you said. Yeah. Um, and, and then the money that you save up to pay bills while you're waiting to get your next paycheck, that money saved up is getting ate away. That's, that's another thing. So you've been with Decker now for 10 years. I mean, if, if, when you talk to new drivers out there, I mean, what are some of the things, do you get a chance to run into a lot of new drivers out there? Do you have any advice that you could give to those guys? Um, I'd say just if you come over here or any company for that matter, give them a fair chance, stick around for six months. They got to get to know you. You got to get to know them. They need to know what you're capable of doing. Not everyone's capable of doing the same miles. Um, so you got to give give them a fair chance. They're good people to work for. So, what do you say about? Well, we've had a, a little bit of an issue here. We've I've had to jump in a few places. Uh, um, we've run into some guys that don't know how to run recaps. Do you ever run recap? Um, once in a great while. Usually, I get a thirty-four every week. Um, and it depends on the Qualcomm you're using. I'm running the GeoTab, which I like. Mm-hmm. I don't have any issues with it. And you just hit the button and and look at your your cycle, and it it'll it'll show what you're going to get the next day. And it's pretty pretty simple. So on GeoTab, so you said you've been on GeoTab for a little while. I know we, uh, it's getting better. It is getting getting a lot better from when we first implemented it. Um, I don't hear the complaints nearly as much as I as I did in the beginning. But we have worked out a few bugs. We still got a few more to work out. Um, what is the biggest difference you see between GeoTab and Qualcomm? Um, I like the GeoTab because it's connected to my phone. And a lot of times I'm using my phone more than I am the actual GeoTab. Um, I like the fact that the I can double check it if I walk in somewhere. Oh, did I go off duty? Is it still on duty? And I can look at my phone. Uh, the, the messages, everything is right there on my phone, identical to the GeoTab. Okay. What about scanning documents? Did you used to use the actual scanner in the old truck or did you use a TransFlow app? I use the scanner. I, I did use the TransFlow a couple of times, but I, I really use the scanner. Um, on the GeoTab, you can use the tablet, um, but I use my phone, and I take a picture. And what's really nice about that is sometimes you don't get a copy of the bill. Sometimes it's just a single one, and you got to give it to the customer. Just take a picture with your phone because you can use existing photos on your phone, and boom, it's right there get paid 
very good. Hey, that's good advice. I never thought of that. So, okay. And then how hard is it to turn your paperwork in on time? I mean, I get so many guys that have a hard time scanning their paperwork in on time. Uh, how hard is it? It probably takes me 10 minutes and, and you just take pictures of it, hit some buttons on your phone and you're done. It's pretty cut and dry. Idle time. So one of the biggest things we hear a lot of times is guys on idle time. I, I'm not idle in the truck. I'm not idle in the truck. I'm not idle in the truck. Yet they're running 20% idle time or 15% idle time. What do you say to guys like that? Be a little more conscious about when you leave the truck to pull the button to slide your tandems or open and close your doors at a customer. Um, they're probably leaving the truck running while they do things like that. And then it becomes a progressive habit to where they do it a little longer and a little longer and they don't even notice well i do know that uh, in fact i brought it up this morning uh, we have a retention call with all the higher ups every morning um, this is how much how important driver issues are to us that we have a meeting every morning at 9 15 and we talk about driver issues and and retention issues and anything we can do to help out plus with the workhound app um, i just had a big conference meeting on the workhound app we talk about that every tuesday with them i mean we're always looking for ways to improve we want to make this a great company we really do um, but with the retention call, we were talking about idle time and we're seeing a big difference in the, per, uh, idle time between Qualcomm and Geotap. And it's actually working out in the driver's favor big time because Qualcomm like this last week's average was 10.4 on Qualcomm, but it was only 6.4 on Geotap. That's because the Qualcomm is more connected to the truck with the ignition key. The geotab, completely separate. You can start the truck and get ready to take off, and the Qualcomm will shut off, and you got to sit there and wait for it to reboot. So guys are idling, sitting there waiting for it to reboot to send a message or receive a message. The geotab is completely independent from that ignition switch, so you don't have to, to mess with any of that. So that's an advantage. These guys should even be hitting their idle time even better now uh, with this. Um, miles, I mean, I know you're on the, the Pepperidge Farm, but um, I have drivers out here, you know, knocking out miles left and right. I mean, it's not hard. You have to be available. You have to know how to use your clock. Um, if you don't know how to use your clock, you're not going to do very well, are you? Yeah, you have to be pretty efficient uh, and plan ahead. Get your map out. GPS, okay, for you guys that only use GPS and don't have a map in your truck, you're really hurting yourself. Grab a map, find out where the rest areas are. Don't depend on them because a lot of them across the country, they just close them for maintenance, and I see a lot of that. So you can't depend on them for your 30-minute break or 10 hour break um, get a truck stop guidebook some of you guys may use your phone i don't and pick more than one spot to stop at for your 10 hour break i always pretend like i'm running late i always get as far as i can every day and i have stuff in my truck to cook and stuff like that so i don't have to rely on being in a truck stop mm -hmm. i can park at a rest area and I still have my food, water, coffee, and all that. 
preparation. If you don't have the proper preparation, you're not going to succeed. That's that's the one of the biggest keys. Um, I know, actually, um, I was reading in an article in uh, Transport Topics here, and they're talking about some companies are really helping out with uh, truck parking, as you know, can be a real issue, especially if you're running in cities like Chicago or out east or L.A. or Atlanta. You know, they're they're setting up somebody in that company to help drivers just monitor parking situations. And I think that might be a way we may need to go and look at an option. Do you think like an option like that would help? Well, like the Flying J's, and I think the Loves are starting to do it, the TAs and Petros, they have pay parking. and But that gets expensive if you start doing it every day. Well, you don't need to do it every day, but if you're going to – Tulsa and you're going to get there late at night and you know the Flying J is pretty small and they've only got two other truck stops and they're really little they're going to be full I call ahead and and I pay to get a parking spot Mm -hmm. and that way I know I have somewhere I can park you know, I used that when I went down to Florida and I took the football team down. I actually used that because I was going to have to stop around the Nashville area, and I knew it was going to be a pain in the butt. So I went ahead and I reserved a spot at a, at a Flying J down there, so I knew I had a spot on the way down. And I guess I do have to say this. I'm not knocking them, but the, the Flying J, just for everyone, FYI, you can pay to reserve a parking spot, and if you get there and they're full, they won't make them leave. So don't rely on that there. Oh, they won't. No, I I had to talk to management. Yeah, they said it's not safe to go out there to make people leave their parking spot. Well, probably not. Somebody might get shot. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so um, fuel compliance. Next one, big on the scorecard. How hard is it just to fuel where we ask? Macro 21. What, you, what do you do? Usually I use the ones that I get. Um once in a while we're all going to slip up and go buy one and you descend in the macro so you get the new fuel solution um i think probably what happens to a lot of guys we get in a hurry and with the geo tab they are separated a little more so they don't run together so you don't get them confused the qualcomm they're kind of bunched together and i think maybe you can look at the wrong one by accident mm-hmm. um but, it, but it's not that hard. You just go go where it says. And proper trip planning. I mean, you need to, I mean, before GPS, I mean, you've been driving long enough probably that, you know, before we had GPS and all things, I had to get a map out. I had to look at where I was going. I had to pre-plan everything ahead of time. So I knew where to stop. I needed to know all those things because if not, you were dead in the water. I don't think a lot of drivers do a lot of pre-planning anymore. I don't think they do. I think they just get it. Okay, let's go, and then we'll figure it out as we go. You agree with that? Yeah, I agree. (laughs) So what's your favorite truck stops? I'm going to have to say probably the Flying J's and some of the the Loves. That's mainly the ones I deal with. Well, the reason I ask is uh, actually a discussion came up this morning. Um, I've been seeing, I don't know if you monitor the or watch on the, the Facebook page for the Decker Driver one, um, you know, some of the fuel stops and, and the cleanliness of the showers and stuff like that. And um, one of the biggest concerns was, especially for some of the lady drivers, um, that loves is really the cleanest, nicest, 
you know, facilities. So, I mean, would you agree with a statement like that? I mean, do you particularly stop at certain ones if you know that for their showers, stuff like that? Um, yeah, I do. Um, like you mentioned earlier, I'm on a dedicated route, but there's certain ones that I don't like going to. They got lax on their cleaning and they're a little bit older, need to be updated. Um, but the loves, they're, they're pretty clean. So I'm sure you've heard, uh, we opened up this last week, the new shop down in Des Moines. So, I mean, we'll never see you again, probably. I know that's going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when you get your service work done, where is it generally you come here for service work or where do you usually go for your service? Um, I usually come up here. Um, I go to our Hammond terminal once in a while, um, but it works out pretty good coming here. Um, so chances are I'll be going to the one in Des Moines. And I did see a picture of it, and it looks pretty nice. I've actually, years ago, I used to, I, it was the Volvo dealership down there. And uh, it wasn't, Cummins was just around the corner. And I'm not going to tell you what's across the street. You drivers will have to figure out what's across the street on your own. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so uh, the Cummins dealer was there in the, anyway, so um, it used to be the Volvo dealership and where I used to get my tires in alignment was just down there too also on my truck. And uh, it is a very nice shop. And I think if we can get our goal of two shifts, I think it's going to make it so much easier for drivers to get work done, be quicker, a nice place. And I mean, you'd be amazed at how much this company spends in money of just bringing a driver from Des Moines up to here just to get work done and then send him back down to Des Moines. Well, that's just a huge cost in fuel and time and everything like that. And it should save us a ton of money, which hopefully we can pass on to all your drivers in a raise. And, and not just that, but how many drivers have to give up a load to come up here, which they lose miles. So we got new trucks coming. Okay. 300 new ones this year oh wow you didn't hear that no 300 new trucks coming this year wow okay just about all cummins except for the volvos and maybe a couple freightliners okay, okay. so are you ready for a new one yet I, I am you are how many miles you got on yours um almost a hundred thousand almost that ain't even <laughs> broke in a hundred thousand you're out of luck you're 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 waiting a couple of years so um yeah we got 300 new trucks coming got the new terminal coming in um there's actually a new division that's being announced uh i will get more into it probably next week um that uh i think is going to be out of this world um i'm actually thinking about hanging up my my desk job and going back out on the road well we can stick that microphone in the truck okay there you oh, <laughs> i can talk while i'm going down the road there you go all right all right now another thing that chad wanted to do and he's been practicing all week and prepping all week for is his driver manager he wants to make him famous so we're going to call his driver manager, Katie. See, he saw your name, so he picked it up. Hello. See, I know how you are, Alan, trying to ignore us. I know it. And Chad, he wrote me into something here. <laughs> he did. Well, Chad wanted to, wanted to give kudos to the man who has made him what he is. All right, Alan. So, Alan, you've been a dispatcher here at Decker for how long now? 
little over 10 years, about 10 and a half, I suppose now. Okay. So you started just, just a little bit before Chad came on board. Yeah, just a little bit. Yep. So I know you have a driving background, Alan. So how long did you drive before you came into the office? You know, I do not have a driving background. That is all mess. It is. Well, Jason's been feeding us with full so much crap. Well, you don't know. I, I well, my closest thing I come to driving was I, I logged for all them years. I logged for like twenty six years, and we had a long company. I loaded a lot of log trucks in my days, but I never did drive one. Okay. So well, I I, dri- I drove one once. My buddy Lonnie Wallace actually drove his out of the woods one day and. He never offered to let me drive it again. Well, did you hit the trees on the way out, or you just did that bad? <laughs> no, I was, I, I mean, you know, I'm, I, I can barely keep a car between the white lines. I would not, I wouldn't make a good driver. <laughs> so what makes Chad a great driver? Why was he driver of the year for 2020? What makes Chad a good driver is Chad just, uh, Chad's old school. Chad takes his job very serious, you know organized has everything planned out um, he's just always been really good at it you know and just one of them drivers that you know you can take 10 and drive take 10 and drive and them guys like that are the most valuable we have you know because it's you know not easy to do that but uh, just that drive to succeed and deliver everything on time and just the way he's always been as long as i've known him well, I know that you handle pretty much all the Pepperidge Farm teams, the solo drivers. Um, how many have you? How many drivers do you have on your or trucks? I should say because you have a lot of teams. How many trucks do you have on your board, Alan? Just total trucks. Yeah. Yeah, I just thirty-five total trucks right now. And you got a lot of the specialty trucks on there. So out of your board, I think, uh, well, you would have had Chad. You would have also had the team drivers, the the hopes. They would have been on your board, too. So um, in mm-hmm. the, the drivers that you have, what makes a great driver in your eyes? Well, I mean, really, it's just, just some certain drivers that are, you know, that just get from, number one, they just get from point A to point B. They, they never put off tomorrow what they can do today, you know. So if they're running, they got time on a load, they're always running ahead of schedule no matter what, you know. They don't think, okay, well, I got time, I'll take, you know, five hours off here. They're always running ahead, so that always creates opportunity for them to, you know, be ahead, repower something else, you know, maybe get it delivered early. And, and again, it just comes back to some of them guys that got the unique ability just to, Never take more than 10 in the sleeper and are always going right at that. Just the way they do it, you know. Okay. Just old school drivers. All right. Well, Chad just wanted to put you on the spot. That's all he talked about for the last two weeks was putting Alan on the spot. Said he'd been prepping you. Was he doing a very good prep job? Yeah. You know, that guy's a little bit of a rebel at times, but. (laughs) I'll be your Huckleberry. (laughs) Say when. Well, I guess you win again. I'm not going to go up against a Western Montana cowboy. That's a losing situation. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, Alan, for playing along with us. And uh, we'll let you get back to work. I know you got guys, you got to get prepared. Okay. All right. Thank you, Darren. All right. Thank you, Alan. Thank you for everything. (laughs) Okay. Okay. You bet, Janet. Thank you. All right. Is is, is Huckleby? Huckleberry. Huckleberry, yes. I know that movie, The Tombstone, yes. So, Okay. So what are some of your favorite movies? If you were going to sit down and watch a movie and you don't watch them in your truck, what were you going to watch? You know, 
either Tombstone or Outlaw Josie Wales. Oh, okay. The Clint Eastwood version, right? Oh, yeah. All right. So big spaghetti Western guy or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what's the newest movie you've seen? The newest movie? Yes. The Hunt. What are you laughing at? Well, I'm saying, I mean, it's it, usually most people always pick a new movie. You know, they don't pick a movie from 1980, you know, as their, as their favorite movie. So, uh, new movie, The Hunt. The Have Hunt? Have you seen it? Uh, I'm not sure. Oh, it's good. Okay. I want to see The Outpost. I got to see if that's out on Netflix. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a true story. It's supposed to be on Netflix. So, I want to see that science fiction guy or oh, yeah. star trek star trek oh, with yeah. original new generation um i like the voyager the enterprise next generation deep space nine sucked yeah okay babylon five was all right all right i don't i never got into the babylon ones yeah it was all right so have you been watching the new uh, picard or anything very good the first season it is awesome, awesome. yes yeah. um how about the new star trek discovery it's okay. It's a little hard to follow, actually. It's a little complicated, but I like it. It's it's different. Yeah, I'm waiting to see how this new season, but they're talking, I think I saw on the news the other day, the, the Picard is not coming out till 2022. I think the new season is next year, and wow. I think Discovery might be along the same lines. But Well, if the second season of Picard is as good as the first, it's worth the wait. Somebody said they're bringing Q back. That's what I heard. Okay, well, so, that'll be good. Mm -hmm. um, and that made me think of another one. Um, now, it's a spoof of Star Trek, the Oroville. Oh, yes, that, I like the Oroville. Yes, very good with very Seth McClain. Yes. Yes, or yes. Seth MacFarlane, sorry. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that is a very good show. Um, the new, uh, I don't know if you're into this, uh, Mutants or anything like that. I saw a weird one the other day uh, called the, the New Mutants. Have you seen that movie? Or do you watch the X-Men or any of them? No, I sure. You, you haven't watched them? Okay. Um, Galaxy Quest. That was pretty good. Yes, awesome. Yeah. Katie's just, or you've never seen any of these, I have you? what you guys are talking about <laughs> <laughs> she's probably a notebook kind of girl yeah no that's lisa. that's lisa yeah that was lisa oh. lisa's a notebook aren't you lisa yes and lisa <laughs> and what else was lisa um her favorite yes gray's anatomy sexy okay. lexi that's where we got that from yes so um and i'm a big fan of like uh blue bloods and criminal minds and stuff like that uh ncis yes yes uh law and order yes, yes. i love criminal intent yep um trying to think what else katie what do you watch just you wait for my trivia question Oh, that's right. She's doing the trivia question this week. So, yeah, we'll have to hear what we got. But, all right, Chad, anything else you want to add so we can wrap this up? I got better. I got to get to the gym. No. <laughs> so do I. I got, yeah. I got some weight to lose. You got too. some weight to lose. Well, I, I always have that. So, but anything you want to add? Anything for new drivers, old drivers, anything you want to say? Pay attention to the road signs. Don't follow the speed limit on the GPS, people. They're not always accurate. Use your blinkers. Stay attentive and vigilant. You use your blinker to make a lane change, and you have an opening. Don't piddle around. Pay attention and make your move. And pretend like the road is a chessboard. And make sure your piece is where you have an out. Don't get yourself in a bind bunched up and just just pay attention 
awesome advice. Awesome advice. Well, I thank you for coming up today. Thank and you. And it was enjoyable. Hopefully you had a good time. Yep. Yep. This is first time all right maybe not the last so we'll see we got it wait you're gonna be in all in des moines now so you may never see you up here again so maybe not but you know radio waves carry yes they do they can always go on the phone right that's right all right well thank you chad and remember keep the shiny side up yep thank you all right moving on it is that time of the month we have announced our driver of the month winners for March and our smart drive and scorecard bonuses payout for the month of March. So um, let's start out. We have really, really awesome news as far as scorecard goes. Um, we had the highest payout ever for our scorecard. And I mean, ever $82,552.59 was paid out to the drivers. That blows away the amount we've ever paid. We had 71,000 point perfect scores, highest ever, along with the highest payout ever of 82,552.59. We had 256 company drivers receive a bonus, 39 owner operators. For a total of 295 drivers got scorecard bonuses. So awesome job, guys. That's 46% of our fleet got a scorecard bonus so almost half of it so keep it up guys that's money in your pocket smart drive we had 181 company drivers get a bonus seven owner operators get a bonus uh total payout for that was just a little over sixteen thousand dollars um we had 137 smart drive scores of zero perfect scores that's 29 percent of the drivers got a smart drive bonus and 137 of them were perfect that means good safe driving and money in your pocket so awesome job guys um, let's move on to the march drivers of the month in my formerly nicotine stained fingers thank you rush i have west reefer winner lauren durham i have runner-up mark kugel for our midwest reefer division ben eby winner james lewis nominee Barry Vandiver, nominee for the team division. Again, who we just had in here, Cindy and Todd Hopes. Awesome job, guys. You got to slow down a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Midwest Flatbed, Craig Narcisco, winner. Our Southern Flatbed winner, Kevin McGee. Our runner-up, Robert Skillies. I'm sure I butchered that. Katie's already laughing at me, so sorry about that. If it's Skiles, congratulations anyway. Great job for runner-up. Our owner-operator lease purchase was Nikki McClendon. Awesome job, Nikki. She's fairly new to the lease purchase program. Um, she has been knocking it out of the park. Jason and I are very, very proud of how she is doing. So congratulations to all of you. Great job. Enjoy that bonus money. Um, I will get the winner's cards out to you here soon. And just keep driving safe. Thanks, guys. As always, thank you for listening to Inside the Triangle. Don't forget to subscribe to us on whatever platform you're listening on. That way you will know when the new episodes drop. And remember, submit your questions to podcast at deckermail.com and you could be featured on one of our upcoming episodes. The best way to do this is to create a voice memo on your smartphone, record your question, and email it to podcast at deckermail.com. Once again, thank you for listening. Stay driven to be the best. Oh, 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 oh,